VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's Showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So, what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Merry Christmas! And Happy New Merry Year! Christmas. Yay. Feliz Navidad! Feliz on my dog! <laughs> <laughs> and welcome Eric's back. Speechless. speechless. <laughs> welcome back to the VHS Files, episode 14. How is everyone doing tonight? Great. I'm okay. Doing great. Doing great, Josh. Thanks for asking. Greetings and salutations, sir. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to get right into it tonight. Not a whole lot of business to talk about. The movie of the week is Gremlins. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was Ghoulies, man. I watched the wrong movie. (laughs) I watched Goonies again. (laughs) Critters would have passed for that, too. Yeah, Critters. Yeah. I don't. Oh, ooh, I do want to watch some critters now. Hey, can we do critters? <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> so, Gremlins came out June sixth, nineteen eighty four. It was directed by Joe Dante, who was just coming off of Rock and Roll High School and Jason's favorite werewolf movie, The Howling. Yeah. I don't know if it's his favorite, but I know he likes it. Hey, it's werewolves, dude. It's definitely up there. He'd go on to do movies like Inner Space, which is one of my favorites, The Burbs. I like that one. Small Soldiers. And he also directed the sequel to Gremlins, Gremlins 2, The New Batch. This movie had a budget of 11 million measly dollars. And it made a box office of $212.9 million. So I think it was a hit. It made a couple of dollars. Couple. Just a couple. Just a couple. But it was released amongst the likes of Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock, Streets of Fire, and a movie that we've already reviewed, Ghostbusters. So it came out with some pretty good movies yeah. at that time. And to pull off the amount of money it did is pretty impressive. But since we're going to 1984, Eric, take us back in time. We're sending you back in time. Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Josh, in 1984, an oval-shaped hole about 10 feet wide and 2 feet deep was found on a farm in Grand Coulee, Washington. A chunk of earth roughly the same size as the hole was found 75 feet away. It's come to be known as the Grand Coulee Hole, and it has not yet to be explained how it happened. No signs of machinery or dragging or anything. Nobody knows how this hunk of hole (laughs) happened. You great hunk of hole, you Eric. 30 years later, we still it's don't a mystery. know. Uh, National Geographic magazine was the first U.S. publisher to print a hologram wow. in 1984. It was also happens to be the first to publish an underwater color photo in 1927 and the first to print an all-color issue in 1962. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Dune was released, and it was so confusing that some theaters handed out laminated <laughs> cheat sheets to help the audience with their confusion. Wow. That's David Lynch for you. It's all about the yep. spies. 
And finally, a certain legendary video game was released. I don't even need to say the name. You'll all know when you hear the music. Hit it, Josh. Just playing this when we were in Atlanta the last time we were there. Yeah. (laughs) See it in your dreams. See the tiles falling in your dreams. And he had many imitators of uh, Dr. Mario after that. So, yep. Dr. Mario. That one wasn't very good. No, I didn't know. Some people love Dr. Mario. I was never. Stick with the original, man. Give me some Tetris. But it has its fans. Cookie, which was. Kind of like that, and also kind of like tic tac toe, <laughs> Yoshi in it. <laughs> All right, let's watch the trailer. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. <laughs> a nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, yeah. maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a mm. date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're going to like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're going to have to open it now. We'll wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift <laughs> he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things... Barney wants to, to eat it. <laughs> if you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. Why would you say that in the trailer? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how they haven't shown Gizmo yet, though. Never, never. Do they show it in the trailer? They do, yeah. After midnight, because when they do, they change. (laughs) (laughs) The trailer's pretty long, so we're not going to do the whole thing. I just, I just yeah. love how they love uh, everything sugary sweet, and he tries to bite it out of the apple and chunks it. Like, I don't want this nutritious shit. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. Give me carbs and sugar. Yeah, they do love candy. So, childhood memories, first time watches. And chicken. Any reminiscing of this movie here? Who wants to start tonight? I'll go. Go for it, Jason. I actually have a very good memory of this movie as a kid. Because it was my first drive-in movie. Uh, Ooh. Uh, I, I know I've probably mentioned this to Josh before, but we've talked about so many things in the past. But uh, here in Beaumont, Texas, we used to have a drive-in theater next to the big interstate highway. Right. It's now a driving range. <laughs> it's, it's no longer there. But uh, I specifically remember going to the movies as a child, sitting there with mom, my stepdad, brother and sisters, and watching Gremlins and being terrified. Yeah. at certain parts of this movie in the backseat of the car. So, yeah. But this movie stuck with me for a long time. I mean, there's scenes in this movie that I'm, we'll get to later. That little creature becomes a part of you yeah. after watching this movie. Yeah. You imitate his noises. You loved all of his little antics through the movie, his little expressions. But this movie always stuck with me as a kid. But, yeah, that's definitely – it wasn't a rental. I actually get to, got to see this. I think I was only seven. Wow. But I'd, I could see being a little scared sitting in a car at night yeah. watching this. Oh, yeah. Kid, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. exposed to the elements. And, yeah, you just know. got that. We had the old, it was old school. Not you had Nowadays, it's all with FM modulation. You had to actually hang the little speaker inside your window. Right. 
all that yeah. stuff and your mom or dad had to walk and go get you the popcorn and bring it back to you and you're sitting in the back seat and then like i said there's certain parts of this movie yeah i believe popcorn went flying <laughs> hiding in the eyes you know but then after into the movie a little bit yeah it definitely it pulls you in and if you don't love gizmo by the end of this there's definitely something wrong with you right. as a human being but that's mine eric how about you yeah, I love this movie as a kid. Uh, I had a stuffed gizmo. I think everybody probably did, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I love, yeah, I mean, I had that little gizmo guy. And, you know, when you get older or when you start to get too many uh, stuffed animals or plushies or whatever, and you have to cut down, uh, that was one I always, I always held right. on to, uh, you know, get rid of the bears, get rid of this animal. I got it bush gardens or some crap and you got to keep gizmo around and uh yeah he he made the movies for me as a kid i mean i think that's the same right. for everybody you just you wanted your Absolutely. own gizmo you know you wanted that little like why like why jenny you can go ahead i don't really have a whole lot of memories of this before i mean i just i don't remember specifically the first time i saw it or anything but i do know it was on all the time it was probably something that we taped off of cable or something but then after after i saw it the first time it was many many watches but i don't really have a distinct memory of anything about gremlins but i i mean i doesn't change the fact that i love the movie yeah um i definitely saw this one as a kid multiple times i don't remember ever being scared of the gremlins really and that's kind of weird for me because i was scared of everything right Still, I'm scared of a lot of things and I wasn't afraid of them. So I know like grown adults now who are afraid of gremlins. Like we know someone who's afraid of the, the, the theme, the theme song. Like if you just do the, yeah, they freak out. Like it freaks them out. So if they're listening to this right now, they just went into the corner hiding. Pretty much. Okay. I mean, I, I I won't lie, dude. This there's spots in this movie that freaked me out when I was a kid. Um, probably not like this the scenes in Ghostbusters that I've talked about before, but and which is weird because this involves little creatures that could, I I don't know. It just seems like those would be more likely to happen than what happens in Ghostbusters. So I don't know why I wouldn't have been more scared of that. But uh, I think the scares in Ghostbusters are scarier than. There's a the few scenes in this that are pretty I mean, creepy. Yeah, for uh, until they really bust loose, and then it's right. pretty much yeah funny yeah. after that. But yeah, there are a couple spots where you you haven't quite seen them yet, and you don't know exactly what you're dealing with. Those spots are a little scary, but that's right. not for very long. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into it when we start talking. But yeah, the the way the movie starts and the way the movie ends, it's very two sided, in my opinion. Yeah. So, but let's just go ahead and get into it. I mean, we we open up with uh. Mr. Peltzer in Chinatown. Yes. And uh, he's. Yep. Very, very noir, uh, you know, with yeah. the narration mm-hmm. and walking in, in the, you know, in Chinatown. Uh, there's a gremlin car in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice also, that. I didn't yeah. catch it either. Right. Um, but it is interesting that he sort of like the dad narrates the film almost kind of bookends. Yeah. He doesn't, he's. He's not really so much in the middle, but yeah, it is, it is kind of a unusual thing to start. No, and I didn't really, 
from the moment the movie started, I, I started getting these vibes. So I'm just going to go ahead and start here at the beginning with it. But, and as we watched, I got more and more into this, but this movie feels like a episode of tales from the crypt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, the way totally. it opens yeah. and sets you up for that. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, it could have been like demon Knight or Bordello of blood. Like you could have put the tales from the crypt on this and I would have believed every second of it. Um, oh yeah. It, You're right. It, it has the same like, yeah. I mean, it's, tone. it's tamed down compared to what they did for HBO, but I mean, uh, it even looks like a, an episode of tales from the crypt, like the, the, yeah. the photography and everything. Like it feels like one of those, episodes to me which might be some of the budget yeah showing well, i do think some of the people that were involved with tales from the crypt were involved with this movie um yeah i, I think you're right yeah. i didn't get i didn't get too deep into that but i just found like as soon as i noticed it last night watching it i i just couldn't get it out of my head even once you get to the the creepy parts of it it just feels like something you would have saw in one of those episodes I never thought of that. Uh, now that's all I can picture now is an episode of Tales, and this fits right in. Like you, instead yeah, of the dad it, narrating, it would be the crypt keeper narrating at the beginning. Yeah, and it totally fits. <laughs> Josh is onto something here. So, so he he's he's brought down to this little shop by short round. <laughs> yeah, well, not <laughs> not the short, short round, but a short round knockoff. Yes. Yeah, not I mean, there's round. lots of there's not lots of tall round. <laughs> <laughs> Spielbergian references and stuff in this movie, obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, he was the producer. Got, yeah, you've got the Indiana Jones billboard. You got a little Chinese boy with a Yankees hat on. Yeah. Uh, and there's oh, more. Yeah, there's but, more. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot more. But, uh, you know, E.T. stuffed animal in the store. Yeah. Uh, Spielberg actually makes a cameo at one point. Yeah. Uh, some other little things. But, yeah, so he's looking... And I, for and a I, gift. I love that they don't really set up why he's looking for this special gift for Billy. It's just one of those, like, I'm a teenage son. I want to get him something special. It's just one of those, like, out of gratitude sort of things, you know? I don't know. Uh, Mr. Peltzer is is adorable. Yeah. He's great, and, and he's comical, but he's also a little sad. Yeah. He's out. Because well, he's we'll kind get into of, this. yeah, he's, he's uh, struggling. Yeah. You know, he's not really successful. Yeah, he's right at, at, at what he's attempting to do. He's and and his bathroom buddy malfunctions in front of a customer. <laughs> he embarrasses himself every time he tries to. Sell I just right. like it when he's yeah. talking to the old Chinese man. What's his name, Mister Wing? I think. Yeah. Like that and he was talking about. You ever had that where you go somewhere and you realize you have dragon's breath and then you hear the gong hit? Boom. <laughs> you know, like I mean, bad <laughs> breath. It's <laughs> like. There's lots of little sound cues like that in this, kind of like mm-hmm. in, in uh, Lampoon's Vacation that we just mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Just little- yeah, and you know, it's it's Warner Brothers. There's lots of Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny imagery and stuff like that in here, and oh, yeah. lots of Looney Tunesy kind of sound cues and gags and things like that oh, too. Yeah. You know? And what I had written down about the father looking for this present for a son is that he wants his son to have something unique Mm. because he can't provide that for him himself. He like kind of knows he's a failed inventor, but he keeps trying. And like, I just feel like there's a, well, if I can't make the thing that's unique 
for him to have a better life and all this stuff, then maybe I can find a present unique enough so that he knows how much I love him. I think that's a great point. And yeah, he's almost like trying to prove himself to his son Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, Now I've kind of, I've always been a little lost on like the kid brings the guy down to the store and then he doesn't want to sell him the Mogwai. Rightfully Um, so. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But I'm wondering why the kid feels this need to, because he says well, they're broke. Yeah, yeah, they they they're broke, and we we come to find out that he really doesn't get away with this, you know, secretly selling the Mogwai. Right, right. Because obviously the old guy's going to find out in a matter of minutes. Yeah, exactly. Where the hell's the Mogwai? But uh, yeah, I guess they were behind on rent or something, or and they needed the money, so the kid makes a a bad decision. Right. We all make bad decisions. We don't follow the rules through the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, he just went behind his grandpa's back and sold the mogwai so breaking rules to begin with and then we just keep doing them because as humans we're ignorant to the rules so we don't get a glimpse of what he ends up finding for billy we just hear this singing and this adorable <laughs> little sound coming you from fall this in love with him before you even see him right i love his song it's so sweet now did anybody do their research on who does the voice for Gizmo? i did it's howie mandale yes yeah. But Howie Man, but the singing is done by a thirteen-year-old girl, uh-huh. not Howie. Uh-huh. They hired somebody just to do the singing. Well, I thought that was pretty interesting. You don't really think of like I've never really Gizmo's always just been Gizmo. No. I've never really felt the need to put a face with who voiced mm-hmm. him before, but it's kind of weird. Well, he think. only says a handful of words, it's, right? You know, it's almost like having Vin Diesel as Groot. It's like, why, why get this big name for this? And yeah, not that, you're right. You know, it's like, just like he says, like nine things. It's heavily yeah. edited. Well, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> even sound like him by the time it's done. Who cares? Well, the other thing too, since we're talking about that, do you, the other voices of the gremlins, do you know who did those? Vin Diesel? No, no, no Vin Diesel. <laughs> I don't think so. No. No, I know. No. I know. Franklin Welker did uh, Stripe. Yeah. I don't know. Michael Winslow and, from Police Academy oh. lended his voice oh, to yeah, some yeah. of the other Gremlins and their noises, which we all yeah. know him as the man of a thousand noises from the Police Academy movies. So, right. I was. I did not know and that. Franklin Welker. Yeah. Franklin Welker uh, did the um, voice of Fred and Scooby on Scooby. Yes. He's been doing Scooby for fifty. Well, he years. also did Optimus Prime, didn't he? No, that's Peter Weller. Oh, Peter Welker. Wasn't okay, it? Sorry. Robocop? Welker. I thought he did it on oh, one of the movies or something like that, didn't he? No, uh, no, I got that I wrong. Know. That's totally wrong. What's his name? I'm thinking Robocop because I just watched it. Um, oh, God. Get back to me anymore. later. But, you know, Mr. Pelter is really pushy with this guy. He's like, Come, I mean, I know he's got like a good heart, yeah, but he's like come into the store and is very kindly but firmly told him no, yeah, and he just will not quit, yeah. And it's like it's kind of insulting, yeah. Bit. I mean, yeah. he's pushy and he's a salesman, yeah. so he's used to pushing his boundaries, I guess, you know. I don't like right. salesmen, so. and then we cut to the rules that they have to follow. I don't feel like they adequately explain how important these rules are. Well, it's a kid describing it to a grown man. Right, right. I mean, it's just like, hey, by the way, don't do these three things. But 
you know, you could have presented it a little more like, listen, if you don't do these things, right. this thing will multiply and turn into a monster. And it, I mean, maybe the kid doesn't know uh, exactly what happens either, right. but I assume the old man knows. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations where, yeah, the kid could just be, be being careless or he doesn't really know. It's one of those things that might just be, you know, a tale in their, in their home that if you do this to the Mogwai, this is what will happen. Sort of a, like a Baba Yaga sort of thing, like the boogeyman sort of stuff. Uh, Um, Just taking a step back, Frank Welker did the voice of Megatron. Ah, it was Peter uh, Cullen who did Optimus Prime in the 80s. All right. Are you transformer nerds done with your, Hey, it was a Peter something. I had to get it right. I don't know why I was just thinking, well, he's a, he's a legendary voice actor. He's got, he's got, I mean, he's been in a million things. So anyway, worth, worth worth mentioning. We're throwing props out to transformers in this episode too. So, and we'll get to the rules again later because I've got a clip that I want to play. But then we cut to theme song Christmas. What's the name of this song? And it starts going through the town. Anyway, the only reason I bring up the song (laughs) is because I don't remember. (laughs) Yeah, it's a Christmas song. I forget, but yeah. What is it? I I don't know. It's I don't know the name of the song. (laughs) Anyway, but the song opens up and it says Christmas to start off. And I, as a kid, I always thought it said Gremlins. Like I thought this was the Gremlins theme song. Yeah. Oh, I I I know what what song. What is it? Um. Uh, that's what I thought. I don't yeah. know the name it, of it, but it's like they're singing deck the halls. Yeah. But it's not like Christmas at all. But what's the name of it? All I want for Christmas is you. Is that it? No. No. And it's thanks for getting that. Christmas. Thank you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name of it. Anyway, there's anyway. that there's that little tidbit of information. But also, I mean, if your movie starts with a Christmas song, you're a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, pretty definitely. much. There's Christmas lights, there's Christmas presents, there's Christmas trees. Gingerbread and, cookies. Uh, every Yeah, gingerbread cookies, and everything is blanketed with snow through yep. the entire film. It's fully a Christmas movie. Now, just remember these rules for Christmas movies when we get to other movies later. Right. Um, and, and the way it cuts through and shows you the, the Christmas tree place and the, the, all the people in the town, like it sets up the town really well. I couldn't help but think, is this the set from Back to the Future? It is. I don't care what anybody says. It is definitely. The, it, it there's is, a scene yeah. later in the movie. It is definitely the theater. Yeah. <laughs> so right, and the theater has another Spielberg reference. The the working titles for ET. Yep. Right. Uh, boy, something. Forget what it's called, but yeah. But that theater is the same. You know, theater. Yeah, it's the same little town square backlot area. You know. And I think I think the way they shoot it is is. They're trying to get you away from that, maybe. Well, well, no, because was eighty five was Back to the Future, so Back to the Future used this. Yes. Hmm. We've got some Ooh. investigative stuff to do now. I wonder who used it first. As not between the two, but if right before Ever. Gremlins, if someone used it. Yeah, certainly. I, I love. I love just so many of these eighties movies we watch. They take place in a little town, yeah. and. It's like the rest of the world doesn't really exist. I mean, mm-hmm. we get a little Chinatown here, but other than that, you're just you're in this little town, small town USA. I also, I mean, I love how it sets up the people as well as the town for you as well, because you got the cop trying to con the, the tree guy out of a Christmas tree. 
And I love the exchange he has with the other guy. He's like, I paid for mine, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Stop being a cheapskate. You know, the sheriff's department gets paid. And had anybody ever seen anybody dressed up in a tree outfit before? I don't know. This was so weird no. to me as a kid. It's very impractical, especially when he has to carry a yeah. tree, tree while yeah. being dressed as a tree. A tree. He can barely move. <laughs> He's Groot. He's the original Groot. Yeah. <laughs> It is a nice little thing for a callback later, but it's nice to do, like when somebody bumps into him, he's like, ah, like it's a yeah. nice little gag. But so we get introduced to Billy and his dog Barney, Barney. and a boy, and another VW bug in another, another yeah. movie. <laughs> I think there have been more VW bug appearances on this show than there have been repeat actors. Like this <laughs> yes. is going to be another Corey Feldman one, so they might be a little neck and neck. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. another bugs. Corey Feldman appearance. So yeah. many Billy is dumb to bring his dog into a bank and hide it in the... I mean, that is quite a move. I kind of said the same thing. It appears that it is not the first time either. Yeah, because the guy, the, 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 the guard at the door says hi to him, and he says, hey, Barney, as they come in. So it's obvious he's brought the dog to work before. And he's got, like, the leash and the pillow set up. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I've always thought as like, why is? Well, I mean, does, it would be one thing to bring your animal to work if you if you had a place where you could bring your dog and it could be free to do whatever it does if it's at home, fine. But it, it seems as though he's keeping it tied up underneath his desk all yeah. day, and that's a little eh for me. Well, his I, mom seems to be a stay at home, like a homemaker, right? Yeah. So why can't the dog just stay home with her? Also, uh, Judge Reinhold's giving him all kinds of shit. Yeah. About being a bad employee or whatever, and he's right. He is a bad employee. You don't. You work at a bank. You can't bring your dog and put it under your desk. But yeah. the main reason he Ridiculous. has there is he's hiding Barney from Miss Dingle. Deagle. Dingle. Deagle. Deagle. Do you think that Miss Dingleberry, who lives down the road, that <laughs> yeah. lady's a bitch. She is the biggest bitch. But you, she you is know, the queen of Bitch Mountain. Yeah, but you know what's funny to see her? I never realized this. Who she actually played before this? She was Flo. On Alice, you know, the old Mel's Diner TV show, Alice. I grew up watching this because my mom loved Mel's Diner and Alice. So I can't, I can't, None of us I, know what you're talking I about. I can't help it. I can't help it. We're, we're on a show about movies and TV shows that are nostalgic and yet all three of you fail. So Sorry, we're not older than us, buddy. Dude, they went into syndication through the 80s, man. <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard so, of it. But she was in both of those shows, and I never realized, because she was a very just nice person. They worked at a diner. And then to see her acting like a total bitch in this movie, yeah, I mean, she, gets what she, she gets what she deserves at, in the movie, but it's just weird to see her as that kind of character. And then some. Yes. Yeah. She um, is like the classic villain. I mean... I mean, she's she's basically Ebenezer Scrooge of this film. Yeah, like, Ebenezer Scrooge. She, Cruella She's got people trying to get, you know, tr- t- the lady's asking her for help at Christmas mm-hmm. time. She mm-hmm. won't yep. help her. I mean, it's... Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I also want to point out, in the news report at the end, they mentioned Mrs. Deagle. I think it was in the news report. Something about widow, her husband. The widow of a stock swindler. Yeah. Oh. Just an interesting little thing I didn't notice before. Yep. I'm going to bring... Yeah, she threatens to straight up kill Billy's dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would fucking kill her. Yeah, Yeah. you don't do that. No. 
You don't do that. You don't threaten my dog. I would have took the dog's leash, the one that he broke, tied it around her neck, and choked her over the counter. Mm. Yeah. Don't you threaten my fucking dog, lady. (laughs) That's right. If you haven't noticed, we love dogs here on the VHS Files. (laughs) Don't fuck with dogs. We love animals. All of them. Well, well, the two things I wrote down about Mrs. Deagle, number one was the theme music when she comes up. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Very cartoony. But as soon as she starts talking to the the lady outside of the bank, I was just like, fuck this cat lady. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Uh, And I I brought up the score, and I kind of want to... The score is going to keep coming up through us talking about this because Jerry Goldsmith did the score, and the way this score crescendos throughout the movie and then gets to the main theme is excellent. Yeah. Um, I I can't believe he's only won, I think, one Oscar for all the movies he's done. And he, I think he won an Oscar for The Omen. Really? Yeah, I think that's the only one he won an Academy Award in. But, I mean, he's he, done tons of great movies as far as the music goes. Yeah, he did Yes, aliens. The Omen. Yeah, he did Alien. I think Miss... Was it 77. Miss, yeah, Miss Doubtfire, I think. Something like that. I think I had him here. Uh, the Mummy, Total Recall, Mulan, Poltergeist, Rambo. There you go. Patton, Alien. Yeah, not Miss Doubtfire, but... Yeah, he was nominated those. like 20 times, though. Yeah, he's been nominated, but he's only won one. And that was for the <laughs> Omen. So, yeah. But roll that well, You're music. right. The, the music is great, and and uh, and it's a lot of fun, too. You know, yeah. I think it's a fun score. It, it's it, it knows when to be dark. It knows when to be co- uh, comedic. And, and I think it works really well when it does when it does the, the dark stuff. It does it well. When it does comedy, it does it well. Um not only do we get introduced to Mrs. Deagle here, but also Judge Reinhold's character. What's his name? Did anybody write his name? Gerald. Down? Gerald. This dude is a <laughs> shitbag. Sucks. Total is, different. Uh, another one, an uh, actor that went in a totally different direction than what we normally see him as. And does anybody buy him as 23 years old in this? <laughs> no. <laughs> How old do you was he? I'm not going, Jenny. Don't even start with me. I'm not going to. Hey, I'm not going to well, try to figure out anyone's age anymore. Pizza was. Let, let, let's kick it over to the math. Let's kick it over to the math corner with Eric. Let's see if we can add up this week. <laughs> but yeah, he definitely doesn't look 23. No. But essentially, I mean, as you're going through here, and you're getting introduced to your characters. You're pretty much just figuring out that this town's full of jerks. There's some jerks. I mean. Or at least it's well, ran. It's Murray's ran by a nice guy. Murray's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. F- was it Futterman? Futterman? Is that his name? The next door neighbor? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Futterman. Futterman. Mr. Futterman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. we totally missed the whole thing with him trashing uh, foreign cars and everything foreign. Anything right. foreign. Yep. To, yeah, anything foreign. Yeah, they're all trash. Well, he 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 bring he initiates the term gremlins. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Later in the movie, yep, it's him. Which is from uh, a Bugs Bunny cartoon, <laughs> the term the term Gremlins, uh, and that's where they took the name from. Yeah, there was wow. actually an episode with the Gremlin. I didn't know yeah. that. It huh. doesn't look like this, obviously, no, but can't. it's like a little creature that kind of terrorizes I thought they were kind bugs. of setting uh, Mr. Futterman up as the, the typical Republican next-door neighbor a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> Gotta buy American. Right. And yeah, I mean, yeah, not, not like Volkswagen uh, doesn't make amazing vehicles. Right. Or, yeah. Bugs are not the greatest vehicle. I mean, Jenny would know she owned one. Well, I did. Um, I owned go out. two 
Thank yes. you very much. <laughs> two, yeah. yeah, two. Old school and new school. Old school. Um, but yeah, there's the Barney attacks Mrs. Deagle, and again, another reason why you shouldn't have his dog at work, uh, especially but, if he's an attack risk. Yeah, and, and it I mean, is weird that like Barney is like attacks her. Well, she's talking she shit says. about him. <laughs> I know, smart. but like that you're you're proving Barney, you know, needs to really think about what he's doing because he's 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 proving her point that he's a menace. Well, that's you know? kind of what I was getting to is is it doesn't really show Barney in that good of a light. Like I love Barney and I'm defending him to the end, but he kind of is proving a point yeah. when he does what he does. He senses uh, evil. He attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, her whole thing about my heart and all that when she attacks him too is so funny. Um, she sucks. Cause, yeah, because she's automatically better, and then she's like, "Oh, my heart." Yeah. She, I mean, when you listen, to my- <laughs> <laughs> we also got introduced to Phoebe Cates at the bank as well. She's so cute in this. She's yep. just. So she's they almost did, they and- almost didn't want her in the movie because of the whole topless scene thing. Well, I mean, this was really one of her first more like wholesome roles. She'd always kind of had like a bad girl MO in the stuff that she had done before this. So yeah, it was a little, a little controversial to cast her, but I think she's great. Well, she is great. And she is definitely an actress that I had a a crush on as a kid. And I hadn't seen the, the fast times thing. Like, yeah, I, I think I think this movie would be why I would have had a crush. Yeah. On and kids. yeah, I mean, I was oblivious of all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, you know, that captured a lot of young guys minds, but it wasn't because of, of that at all. I She's just adorable. Yeah. I mean, with her, it would have been one of those situations where it would have been like, hey, did you or like you would have found out like, hey, did you know the girl from Gremlins did a topless scene a few years ago? You're like, oh, I got to find that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this is that, that. I'm glad you brought that up because it's weird when you have generation when, gaps in movies and stuff like that. Because if if there was a generation before this movie that had seen her in those things, that might have been what what people's opinion of her was. But after, you know, like I I don't see her that way at all. But apparently, that was her her mo before this movie. Well, after after all this cra- craziness, we go and meet Miss Pelzer in the kitchen cooking. Yeah. But yeah, we get to the kitchen with Miss Peltzer. Uh, I think she's in there doing something. And then I guess uh, uh, Billy's going to crack some eggs and we see all the Peltzer appliances in the kitchen. Yes. And they, they're obligated to use all these appliances because yeah. they don't want to hurt dad's feelings, but none of them work. And yeah. that's why I wrote down the dad is funny, but kind of sad is because he's got this house full of things that he's invented. You can tell he's proud of what he's done, but the family even knows that. You and know. he knows the family knows. Right. Yeah. But I want to go back to something. Are you going to say what I'm going to say? In the bar. Oh, no. So, um, Billy goes, you know, to get a drink yeah. after work. Phoebe Cates works at the bar. Um, Gerald comes in and is being a dick to Billy. You know, Douchebag. Saying he almost got fired and blah, blah, blah. And then he switches his attention to Phoebe Cates and the lure of his come on is that he has cable. 
Oh, at his <laughs> I have a note on this too. We're talking cable. Yeah. Hey, baby, I got cable and HBO this is the back at home. 84 equivalent of Netflix and chill. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's. A- you haven't seen my new apartment. I haven't seen your old apartment. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. I haven't seen your old apartment either. She, yeah, like she's she's adorable in this, but she's also got a bite to her. Yeah, yeah she's a little she witty. She's witty, yeah. man. Especially if it comes to like someone like Judge Reinhold, where you can tell she just has no <laughs> no affinity to do any like be a part of his life whatsoever. Is he like the goofiest looking like lead? <laughs> I mean, he's. I mean, we haven't talked about Fast Times yet, but he's yeah. like. He, did anybody think he was a heartthrob? I mean, he was too old. Like, I, I was not born. But Judge Reinhold was a Beverly Hills cop. Like, it was his character in Beverly Hills Cop for me. But like, he's that's not how cute. I always saw him. Like, he's not. Yeah. Well, I understand that. And, and, but like, where I would have first saw him was Beverly Hills Cop. So going back and watching him in something like Fast Times or even this, he is a little younger there. So it wouldn't have been hard for me to believe that, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of goofy. He's goofy. Yeah, very yeah. goofy. But yeah, I mean, we, we're at the house, and I also want to go back to when he comes into the house because I love that the sword falling off the wall is a <laughs> gag through the whole movie yeah. and yeah. plays a part in what comes later. Uh, but it's it's such a, it's such a, like, this house feels lived in. Yeah, it's um, Chekhov's sword. <laughs> right. <laughs> it uh it just it, it doesn't look like your generic like houses you would see in movies nowadays that are all bare and whatnot, which is funny because we're kind of talking about this in our current home situation, but it just it looks like a family lives there and has put time and effort into that house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so much so like I saw I noticed when Billy hangs the sword back up on the wall, like there's even like you can see where it slid off the wall before, like little oh, indentions yeah. in the wall and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but we come in and mom's watching. It's a wonderful life. Wonderful life. And she says it's a sad movie. It's not a sad movie. Right. <laughs> All right, let's not, we'll, we'll talk about that a different time. <laughs> so dad presents him with, with his gift and he thinks it's a birdcage or a puppy. And I love when he says puppy or he hears the dog barking, you know, (laughs) it's so cute. And, um, but like, I wanted to bring this up. Is this the best like character reveal, especially for like a creature or something that you're seeing? That's not a character in your movie. It's, it's, it's supposed to be a something like, but I feel like this always come, comes back to me whenever I think about, seeing something for the first time is when his little yeah. hands peek up over the edge of the cage <laughs> and that's all you see. Yep. Then, you see then he yes. jumps up and scares everybody. Right. <sighs> <laughs> but I, I, I think it's one of the best reveals I've ever seen. I mean, I, I, I don't even remember thinking like when I first saw ET, like the reveal on ET was ET is not really that cute in my opinion. <laughs> Oh no! I love I it. I love it when Stay Puff shows up in uh, Ghostbusters. That's a good one. That's a good that's one. That's a good one. All you see is the head walking. Chestburster and Alien. That's a pretty good reveal. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Aliens are cute. They're cute. Or the facehugger, even. Um, but yeah, I, he's not as cute as I remember. <gasps> uh, he's kind of fleshy and kind of like wrinkly. He's a little funky. Though. 
It's because you watched it on Blu-ray or 4K. You can see all that now. Shut Sorry. your yeah. I mean, mouth. He's not just a complete teddy bear, I guess is my point. Like, he's got kind of, like, bat wing ears with, like, veins in it. And, like, he's a little bit weird looking. Not think- just a total fluff ball. He's not the, the snuggle bear, you know, uh, that I kind of remembered him being. You know what I mean? I think no? that's kind of his charm, though. Like, he, I don't know, like... I always thought it, his mouth and his ears and stuff were the characteristics that I thought were unique about him. He so, looks like he could, yeah. Well, it is a, unique, a real for sure. Right. Thing, because right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You see flesh, but, you see hair. It looks like a like an. A I guess what I'm saying is there's like an there's an element to him that is n- not traditionally cute with the veiny ears when like the light goes through the ears and things like that he's a he's a creature you know Here's what i mean hot take. Hot, take. hot take hot take hot take i am not wrong <laughs> there's eric's hot take ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> okay so on the other side of that because you're wrong eric <laughs> this is the best damn creature design for like a fluffy adorable thing until baby Yoda. I was about to say, I'm going to say it. I have, well, baby Yoda had to come up in this conversation, yeah. right? Uh, I was going to say, wait, wait, just, and in general, the creature design in this film is yeah. fantastic. It is. Oh yeah. They, yeah. They look amazing. They do. And I, I never really question whether or not it's a puppet while I'm watching this. Uh-uh. It, it looks really, really good. It looks great. But Baby Yoda is derivative of Gizmo. There is no oh, Baby absolutely. Yoda without Gizmo. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah, Grogu. I love Grogu, and he's adorable. <laughs> but yep. everything that makes him great comes from this movie. <laughs> he's little. He's a puppet. He makes little cute sounds. He's kind of like little and ugly, but cute at the same time. There's my point again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, he kind of looks like a little old man. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> I, I love Grogu, but, but you know, you got to hand it to the OG here. Oh, yeah. Gizmo. Wasn't there a meme at one time where it's like Yoda and uh, Ewok got together and then they had a Gizmo? <laughs> yeah. I think You're I've right, seen yeah. that where it shows that and then it's Gizmo and I'm like, that fits. Yeah, that makes a that. lot of sense. Yeah, really that's, does. that's what happened. Star Wars made Gizmo happen. Well, I want to play a clip of um, the first time we find out what happens to them when they see bright light. <laughs> no, no. He hates bright lights. You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Oh, you forgot? Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you've got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. All right, so... So, of course, there's issues there. Absolutely. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. It's always after midnight. (laughs) I was about to say. It's always after midnight. At 6 a.m., it's after midnight. When can this poor little thing ever eat? Um, also, if if you can't bathe him, then we must assume that he smells terrible. That, well, or or that he cleans himself, yeah, right? Like, like a, a cat. cat, like a cat. So yeah. I need a scene of of Gizmo licking his butt. <laughs> Would that make him cuter or more ugly? <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, but uh, you know, we need to we need to get to the bottom of how he cleans. Well, there's that, and we also have to just like, why is no one else questioning this creature? Like, yeah, they're just like, all right, they do accept it pretty easily, pretty quickly. Not like it's because he's so cute. That's it's because you're in movie land, but I don't know, maybe. I don't know. It'd be like if somebody gave you some, like a chinchilla or something, and you're just like, oh, this is like a weird little animal I had never seen before. You know, some like unusual. What's that animal that they, they based Pikachu on? There's like some little animal. I know who Pikachu is. I just would never like retain or seek out the knowledge of what creature he is based off of. Not everything I know was seeked out by myself. <laughs> I wouldn't be you know, able things, to re- retain I didn't the seek out that information. And obviously, you can't retain the information either because you don't know who the creature is. Fight, fight, I'm gonna, fight, fight. I'm going to send you, I'm going to find it, I'm going to send it to you, but it won't do us any good while we're recording. So we'll, we'll put it on Twitter. I'll find it. But my point is, we're in movie land, so, you know, we're not going to waste too much time on it, but... Also, I think, you know, they go, oh, this is probably just some animal from, you know, like China. Yeah. So you got it in Chinatown, yeah. you know, just something I'd never seen before. Well, we also introduced Billy's bedroom. And this is probably where I fell in love with the whole idea of the whole attic bedroom sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Mm, and definitely. This was probably the first time I ever saw that. And I loved it. Very and, cool. then, and then if you didn't fall in love with Gizmo when you first meet him, when he, him, and Billy are with the keyboard, yeah. Oh, dude! Oh, yes. that little that little booger. He's got skills too. He even shows mm-hmm. you that. Hey, you're playing the wrong note, bro. Yep. That's like just that little harmony. I wish you would have had that clip. That would have been. He knows his scales. Yes, he does. He can harmonize. Yep. He got yeah. talent. He also watches TV, uh, the racing <laughs> movie, and emulates <laughs> it. Which sets up something later too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, the first night he has Gizmo, he hurt. He gets hurt, so he's not being responsible already. Mm -hmm. Uh, The sad faces that the puppet has when it's hurt, and like all of the animate, like all the different faces of Gizmo you see in this are amazing. I'm curious. I wonder how many different Gizmos they had for filming. I don't know. That's that you know because I'm sure they up. had like scared Gizmo, happy Gizmo, right? You know all these different kind of Gizmos. But they do a great job with conveying his emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereas totally. it's it's hard to do that with some creatures or animals when you're doing them like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see the emotion in his eyes, his yeah. face, even the ears how they'll kind of curl a little bit, like he's in pain or scared. Right. It, well, he has a he has a hilarious moment. <laughs> later <laughs> his reactions his reaction to phoebe cates's uh story later oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> he's like oh fuck <laughs> this is where we get our um cory feldman coming to deliver the christmas tree uh, I, did you catch what he tells billy like billy's gonna keep the the outfit there yeah and he says i'm just gonna tell my dad some bullies beat me up and stole it yeah <laughs> That's probably what I would do too. That suit is ridiculous, um, dude. He sits down on the bed and he's holding a drink. Yeah, do you notice that? Yeah. And I'm just, that like makes you nervous right away. It's like oh, get yeah. this kid away from Gizmo. He is gonna fuck it all up here. And he does. He does. Yep. And he does a few minutes later. Damn fool. And Gizmo's 
face after he reproduces. The face that he has suggests that he knows exactly what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Next. And you wonder how many times he's been through this before. I do wonder that. And uh, you could almost make a prequel. I know they're talking about making another Gremlins movie. Yeah. And they're talk. I, I believe they said that they're going to stick to puppets because a lot of people wanted that. Um, it could easily be a prequel. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it almost would be more interesting because you wouldn't have to deal with any of the stuff from the Gremlin films. Just right. You just have Go Gizmo, back Gizmo before story. and before he ends up at that shop. You know. It's like, yeah, I mean, was Gizmo the original? Like he's the first Mogwai. You know, I was I was thinking about that after we watched it. I was like, you know, is 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 he just one special Mogwai out of like our Mogwai generally a bad being? No, yeah. he just happens to be the one that was not. You know, I think that would be an interesting thing to to, to explore. I feel like went back to their origins, like yeah, like eighteenth century China or something. And Ooh, they could call cool. it Gremlins Origins <laughs> <laughs> or cross the OG. Yeah. You could cross over with the Leprechaun series. Oh God, no! Oh, no. Please, no Gremlins in space, Gremlins in the hood. Um, I was always a bit confused as a kid how the water got spilled on him and then i realized it was paintbrushes soaking in water water um but yeah i mean the the sound he makes when he reproduces and and just the all of that it, it's just like ear piercing when he's screaming and and billy and what's his name i don't know Corey pete. Feldman's name in this pete pete um pete. they just kind of watch it happen watch it happen and sit off to the side and it's like i don't know i think i would be a little more concerned if that yeah. was going on they're very naive through the whole thing they they don't really think although i do i do like that billy immediately tells his parents what's going on when things escalate later he goes to the police yeah he, uh you know a lot of the time with some of these movies you get the kids don't tell don't take the proper reasonable steps right that yeah. you would normally do like i need to tell my dad what's going on or you know uh i like that he actually does that i like in movies when people actually communicate with each other. Well, the sad part is, is he does communicate and nobody listens to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to um, tell the dad and the dad's too busy working on the, the, the invention, well, making the bathroom buddy better. Well, that's the other thing about the dad that kind of gets me a little bit is, is he such a fa- failure that he would risk? Like, like you could see the change on his face, like the Pelser pet, like you can see it cooking up. Yeah. And it's like, what he well, really, is he that desperate? You know, that's it. Again, this is why he's such a failure is because that's a terrible business model. Yeah. You're, you're going to try to sell Mogwai. Anyone you sell to anyone can just make as many as they want from that one you sell. So yeah. as soon as yeah. you sell one, you've already lost yeah. <laughs> whatever value it has. It's yeah. gone. Yeah. And that's probably why Mr. Wang is, so upset about what's like, like he he knows that's part of this process like mm-hmm. he knows what he has it's special you can't just you know put it out there for the world it is interesting that when the the spawn i guess we'll call them pop off of him uh that they look like tribbles yeah <laughs> which are also a little highly uh reproducing creature yeah from star trek you know, trouble with yeah. tribbles trouble with tribbles but i also like that we get I mean, Gizmo is obviously the original, but 
out of his spawn, we get Stripe. And he is automatically like, this is the one that's in charge. And you could tell, I mean, like, was it? He tries to reach in and he like tries to bite him. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, all right. I mean, Gizmo's, the like Jenny said earlier, the look on Gizmo's face and knows that something bad is going to happen. And then you automatically see that these are more aggressive Mogwai. Yeah. Right from the beginning. But I mean, as what well, of all of the ones, that's the ones we get names for, right? It's just Gizmo and Stripe. Yeah. Right. That's the main two. It's like good and evil, yin and yang. I wrote down Stripe is like the Joker. <laughs> he just Gizmo, wants to watch the, the world Gizmo's burn. Batman. <laughs> some some Mogwai just want to watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> In this case, um, yeah, he really does. So. Right. I mean, and it's even, it, it, I get that even more when he actually turns into the, the creature. Um, but I mean, I don't know, like what, what, other than being a high school anatomy teacher, like, what what other reason does he have to take these spawn off to see Mister Hansen? It's a small town. He doesn't know what to do. He's the only person he can think of. Yeah, I, I think I would. You always get the science teacher in movies like this. Yeah, right. It's like I mean, it's like Doctor Connors in Spider Man. <laughs> you know, it's like you just always go to the earth. Yeah, You're, it's the closest thing you have to a scientist in your little town. You know what I mean? Right. Somebody that might know what the hell's I mean, like is. where I live, there's nothing here but like a hospital. I'd, I'd probably take him to the veterinarian. Like, right. Look what this thing does. Right. That's that makes more do. sense, Jason. That yeah. makes Absolutely. That, sense. That's kind of the point I was trying to make. Yeah. I'm sure there's uh, someone else you could have taken him to other than the high school anatomy teacher. Or but, was it anatomy, science, whatever science. it was. One of the two, um, yeah. It's the next day and Billy runs into Phoebe Cates. Whatever. I don't know her name. Kate. Kate. Yeah. Well, maybe Kate's Kate. Right. And, uh, maybe Kate. You know, he's talking to her about Christmas and she. She flips out. Yeah. She goes off. She hates Christmas. And I mean, her, her reasoning is a little morbid, but she's making a really valid point about the holidays and suicide because it's a really difficult time for a lot of people. And Billy just can't see that because he's never had like trauma in his life to associate that with. But yeah, I think he will after this, but (laughs) he's never had that before. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Jenny. I mean, that's a weirdly somber moment in the middle of this film. And it's Mm -hmm. true. Like, it's absolutely true. People get sad about that point that, you, you know, uh, those things and being alone in the holidays and that kind of stuff. And it's interesting that that that's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Even that whole scene from Mr. Futterman dealing with his life and the hardships he's having through her thing. I mean, you get that real serious moment in the middle of this movie of like crazy monsters and antics. And, well, and that I also, reminds me of the Twilight Zone thing, too. Yes. Yeah. A little the Twilight thing Zone. On the plane. Yeah. I also like that. They set Mr. Futterman up as this, you know, however they want to set his persona up. But he's also not so ignorant that, like, when she says you need to walk home, he walks home. Yeah. You know, he's not he's not utterly careless, you know. Yeah, and it's sweet that they kind of look after him. Right. Yeah. But in the end, all this all somber moment, Billy gets the cojones and asks Kate out, and she's down for it. Sorry, my daughter walked in during that scene. Well... <laughs> While I was watching it, and she sees Billy, and she goes, 
oh, he's cute. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. Well, Billy seems to be kind of, you know, fidgety about asking her out, but I think she's, I think she's making it pretty obvious she's into him. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So this is where we get how devious these little bastards are and how rambunctious they are. If you think having dogs is a problem, puppies, Mm -hmm. Jesus, like these guys are going insane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The noises they make are hilarious, though. Um, And I like where... uh, Gizmo was sitting on the bed reading the paper with 3D glasses. With 3D glasses. Dude, yeah. he said he's doing with the 3D glasses. I mean, that is glasses. awesome. And then you got all the other ones. Yeah. And even when Billy asked him, he's like, you having fun? Fine. Fine. Neat. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting that he can speak. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just he, a little he's bit. He's learning. He's learning as he goes on with it. You know, just thinking about uh, Mr. Futterman. Futterman? Yeah. Futterman, Futterman talking about World War II. There's your. There's your movie. Yeah. A, a period piece World War II war movie with, with gremlins. gremlins in it. Aha, Boom. There, there you go. go. And, 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 and Gizmo's there. Yeah. He's on, he's on the World front lines. an adventure in World War II. Yeah, he's on the front lines of World War II. <laughs> front got his lines. Little, I don't know. Got his that. little helmet on, his little bitty Gizmo <laughs> machine gun. He's killing Nazis. <laughs> he's in the he's business got Nazi of scalps. Nazis. All right. I want to notate that oh, that is Lord. Eric's IP, so nobody steal that. That's right. <laughs> you heard it here first. Gizmo knows, like, that's the thing. Like, Gizmo knows when something's not right. Like, even when he offers him chicken, like, Gizmo knows. When they eat the chicken, that's that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, the super close-up of their little, their little lips that look like a scrotum. Yeah. <laughs> The wrinkly scrotum lips. <laughs> Jenny will never be able to get that picture out of her head again every time she sees Gizmo. Thanks. I maintain that Gizmo is slightly gross. All right, continue. <laughs> the photography of it is really like what it is. Like they like with the with the, the stringy like saliva yep. coming off of it while they're eating it and everything. There's lots of slime in this movie, lots of stringy, slimy stuff and lots of <laughs> bladders stringy, inflating and deflating. Stuff. It's it's I love the grossness of the of all the effects. I think it's interesting just how quickly like all of these things happen. Like you get it wet, it instantly reproduces. Um, it eats, and then you know within what eight hours probably it's it's yeah, by the next morning because he woke up the yeah. next morning and they're all very alien. Yeah, I mean that's it's another shot that reminded me of like like it like it would be like. You're cut to black, and then your next scene in a Tales from the Crypt episode would be like, yep. Mom, you know, come look at what, what happened. And in another movie, they're wa- they watching Body Snatchers, right? Is that yep. what they were watching? So, you know, relates to the pods and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, the little pods, and then they they look like alien eggs, too, I think. But yeah, yeah a little bit. And the mom asked, Did you not feel it? I know. I checked my clock, and you turn around and you see it still says like 11.35 or something. And then he picks it, it up, and the cord was ripped out of the wall. It's not even unplugged, it's just bare wires. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they chewed it off or mm-hmm. something. Another weird thing about Mr. Hansen when they cut to him and the one that he's got there doing tests on is he's got the animal at the school mm-hmm. doing these tests. It's two in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a he's just. Hanging out, eating a sandwich two in the morning at the school. Like it shows a clock in the yeah. background. You can see what time it is. I'm getting like reanimator vibes. At a little this bit. Like, yeah. yeah. Like he, he looks, he's got a little kooky look in his eyes. You know, he's enjoying 
te- doing tests on this thing a little too much. I There's think. another outlet you could go through is he, he's got a sample of this thing's blood. That's somewhere. what I was about to say. There's your part three right there. The blood sample, man. Doesn't the, the gremlin grab the blood sample? I think he just grabs one of the, uh, what do you call oh, those? The just, uh, test tubes. Test tubes. Test and he just he eats it. He, he eats they eat glass. They're, yeah. hey, they're related to the Grinch. They eat glass. <laughs> a little bit. Ties it into more Christmas right there. Yep. Grinch is just a gremlin this whole time. Maybe well, he's the original gremlin. <laughs> Didn't Billy tell him the rules? Because he leaves this sandwich. Well, he well very he, close. Well, Billy page. is very negligent in a lot of things. He just takes an eyedropper and, and yeah, here. And, oh, look. Yeah, let's, yeah. Look yeah, at this. Let's I can do it again. Yeah. Like, how do you know that one drop is only going to create one? Like, that's that's where they leave a few questioning, you know, open questions in this. Um, Billy works at a bank, but clearly he's not good at math because right. you got to think this thing could reproduce to extreme lo- amounts of i mean even if they don't turn into gremlins you'll have you you could mogwai is running around you could have mogwai take over the earth just yeah. like you know <laughs> eating all of our chicken chicken <laughs> legs yeah. also why didn't Grossly. they cover the chicken in the fridge cover that shit man. Don't just <laughs> that was a lot of leftover chicken for Come them on. only being a three-person family and dad's not even home <laughs> that's not even home that's why there's so much chicken left dad's not there to eat it <laughs> But the thing, you know, we're talking about the inventions and the mom and uh, Billy are trying to do the whole thing, like helping the dad out is when the dad tries to call and the phone's not working. I guess it's a remote answering service. Mm -hmm. And when she answers the phone, he's like, so what? Oh, no, I was on the back porch. You know, she doesn't want him to know that the invention doesn't work. So you kind of feel that there to us. Like, well, she's just trying to be helpful to keep his uh, up. (laughs) Well, since you brought that up. I want to play a scene here. The convention's great. Did you guys notice this? Watch. You got Spielberg driving by there. Actually, the competition is a a little more advanced than I expected. So there's all this stuff going on, but you see the time machine over in the right corner? Yeah. Yep. From the old time machine movie. movie. Mm -hmm. Now, and then we get our shot of the eggs starting to open a little bit. But when it cuts back to the dad, I know it's Christmas. the time machine's gone. Yep. And there's smoke <laughs> and people are rising. Like, Where did it go? <laughs> yeah. That is something I never picked up on as a kid or anything. And then as I when I got to my adult years, watched this movie again, I was like, oh my God, that is hilarious. Also, that the guy with the hat with the the phone stuck to it and all the things coming off of it yeah. in the phone booth, you know. Right. That might be that might be uh goldsmith but later you see him in the robots there yeah the, talking the, on the, the phone <laughs> and he's got that hat on yeah so the the guy's gone and his hat's on the robot for some reason just <laughs> i love all the goofy crap that joe dante puts in here yeah all the little nods and jokes and easter eggs and things like that it's just it's it it's a lot of fun well, and of course it, it, he goes even more crazy with it in the second one but didn't chris columbus write this movie chris columbus yep. wrote it yep, yep. Yeah, and I mean, what all the great stuff has he done? Wait, Jason, which Chris Columbus? The one that the, discovered America? Uh, for, 1492. 1492. <laughs> discovered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quote. Uh, Air quotes. Quote. First he discovered America, then he wrote Gremlins. Exactly. That's what he does. But uh, because I uh, read that this movie would have been even darker if they would have went with the original script. 
yes, it was going to be more violent, way more violent, which in the next scenes coming up would have been right. way different by what I had read as what Chris Columbus was going to go for. Well, I, I read that the teacher was originally, and they shot it too, that uh, he was going to have like a bunch of syringes in his face. Oh, that's wow. how Billy was going to find him. Oh, you know, pinhead. The, the gremlin had stabbed him with a bunch of syringes, uh, but uh, Spielberg made him reshoot it. Yeah. Uh, to the way we see it now, where he just has one stuck in his ass. Uh, and you know, because it just, I think they just didn't want it to go too dark. As a kid watching this movie, like I got, I grasped the fact that the the, the doctor was dead and they didn't show a whole lot. And you just see that syringe in his, oh, he's not in his ass. Well, doctor, teacher. Um, Same thing, right? <laughs> That's the way this movie plays it. <laughs> teacher, but, doctor, doctor, teacher. But excuse me, doctor, teacher. I never, it never, I literally am being serious. Like it never dawned on me until we watched it last night that the syringe in his ass is because of the blood test. Yes. It's yeah. revenge. Yeah. You, you I, it, that never, Bam. Yeah, it never crossed my, I always thought that the, the gremlin killed him somehow with the syringe, but it's just, it, it would have with the other scene being stabbed repeatedly in the face by a syringe. True. Yeah. I died from that, but you, I guess you're just kind of getting an idea because he gave him the candy bar under because we still didn't get to see the gremlin yet. And then we get the first look of just the hand. Yeah. Because I guess he goes to make a phone call. Is that what he's doing? Well, he's trying to get to the phone. Yeah. yeah. He grabs the apple. Oh, yeah. He scratches Billy when Billy reaches for the phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I love when they when they do hatch, though, how it cuts between the, the one in the school hatching and then to the ones in the uh, attic. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where the score starts to evolve. It's where you first get that little glimpse of the den, 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 den. Like that's where it first creeps into the score and starts to kind of mm-hmm. change a little bit. Yeah. And I love the look of them opening and like pulsating and like the, the smoke and stuff coming out of them yeah. and everything. All the yeah. smoke and lights. Yeah, and there's lights inside and there. slime in this yeah. movie. Good but, stuff. And And... The scene in the house with the mom where she goes fucking full Captain America mode. My favorite scene in the movie. Is so, it, like It's got it some very, very creepy moments in it. Before we get there, though, I just want to point out that it is Christmas Eve and these children are in school. Now, I grew up in the <laughs> 80s. We did not go to school on Christmas Eve. No, yeah, you've right. been off school week. for a few days before. Yeah, a yeah. couple days before, you know, through New Year. Yeah. Uh, remember, Gizmo's locked up in the attic with them now out of their cocoons. You still don't see them. And then all we see is Gizmo tied to a dartboard. Yes. Yeah. And they're throwing dart. You still don't see the gremlin, per se. I mean, we saw a glimpse of one at the school when Billy was in there with him. He kind of pops out of the cabinet real quick, and that's about it. You don't really get the real good, slow look at him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you get Gizmo up there throwing, and they're throwing darts at him, and you're like, what the hell's going on? That's when the mom can hear her noises, so she goes to check it all out. I really like how they build up to it, though. Like, you get the hand, and then you, like, when they're hatching, you, you see a hand come out, and then you see the one in the school, and then he pops out of the cabinet, and you're all building up to, like, the big reveal. Yeah. In the same way, I like that Billy tells his parents tells the cops about things. I also like the way the mom reacts when she hears 
stuff upstairs, she grabs a knife immediately. Yep. Dude, like she instinct. is nobody's fool. Yeah. She hears something, she goes, something ain't right. She's yep. not gonna go, oh golly gee, what's going on? No, this woman is ready to go. She's she got can a knife. She can handle herself. Oh yeah. She can handle herself. Uh-huh. She when she starts kicking these guys' asses, That's I am just happy as a clam. Dude. I love how they use the music too to cue up because she's upstairs and all of a sudden you hear the record kick on and you hear do you hear what I hear? <laughs> yeah. so you're like, she's like, what the hell? And then they managed we get the to, first. Look, go ahead, Josh. Well, they managed to make a, a Christmas song really fucking creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Especially as a, yeah. And then she opens the door because she hears stuff in the kitchen, and we get the first look of the full. Yeah. Out of the cocoon, gremlin. Smacking on some gingerbread. Yep. And love, it, love sugar. It's it's a great it's it's a complete one eighty from what they would normally do in a movie in this situation where the mom would freak out or run away or whatever. Like she is preemptive about it. She's like, Oh, that motherfucker is sitting on the blender. He's about to get blended. Yeah. <laughs> and she just yeah, goes there's for no it. there's no effort to catch it or no, run no, away from no, it or it. anything. She's like, I'm gonna blend this son of a bitch immediately. <laughs> yep. I'm not even gonna see if it's nice or anything. Yeah. And, and then, then the she, se- second the one, one Michael Myers' his ass. Yeah, throws mm-hmm. throwing plates at her and shit, and she just fucking stabs his ass to death. And then she throws one in the microwave. That's great. <laughs> oh, I, and I love the effect, dude. It's so gooey, nasty. You know, yeah. just it like, just like see it yeah. cooking, and then like, there's so much goo in there. It's yep. just like there is not enough slime in movies these days. No, there well, is not enough slime. You watch Alien, big fan Carpenter movies. Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters, exa- of course. Uh, this one, there is. Sli- I want more slime, more slime. <laughs> um, w- one of my favorite things in this scene is when she goes into the living room and she she hears something going on in there, but she doesn't know where this other creature is. Um, I don't have a clip of it, but I've got a, a little gif here, and I love the way this shot looks. And I'll describe it to the people that are listening, but. When she's standing in front of the tree and you can see the lights and everything, but you can see the lights or the the eyes lit up behind her. And then that tree just comes to life and tackles her. That shit scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. And all the tinsel on the tree, I think, helps that that visual. I I love that when it hits and all the tinsel just like falls off of it. Yeah, that that scene is great. That that is kind of the equivalent to when like Michael comes out of the shadows in Halloween yeah. for me. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, this scene of like the 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 first attack of the gremlins is yeah. peak gremlins for me. You've then, got humor, you've got gore, you've got monsters. You it's it's all there, you know. Yeah. And then and this is where the sword comes into play for Josh. Yep. yep. Billy finally makes it home, see his mom getting attacked and decapitates that mofo with that sword. Yeah. And that looks great too with the head burning in the fireplace. Oh yeah. Still. uh, Yeah. Oh man, that's great. I love it. But I, my favorite part of it at all was when he checks, checks out mom, she's okay. But then they see that stripe is on the window and I love your introduction to him. He looks at him and he grabs the drapes and blows his nose off. And then out the window he goes. Okay, here's a here's an example. Billy takes his mom to the doctor next door, <laughs> so he can check her out while he goes and. Why wouldn't you have not taken the gizmo to the doctor instead of the high school guy? Like, I don't know. That's just. I maybe he thinks <laughs> that a scientist. Yeah. Will be more receptive yeah. to a foreign being. 
and maybe he's not as close to the doctor as he is the guy at the school. Maybe. Yeah. But again, he's he's doing the right thing. He's making sure his mom's safe. Yeah. Right? And then at he goes to make sure Gizmo's safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he is kind of handling business in a reasonable manner. He's very responsible. He's just not smart. Yeah. Well, I he's he's good in a, in a, in an emergency. I don't know <laughs> how like, re- he's not a responsible is his pet fault. Owner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he, he caused the emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I'm Billy finds out that Gizmo's okay, finds him in the laundry chute, um, throws him in a backpack, and off they go trying to find Stripe. I don't know how they really track him down because there's footprints in the snow, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They get footprints. into town, they get through the little Christmas tree area, and you can see little footprints, and they lead up to the YMCA. Okay, one of my favorite visuals is the pool scene. It's so where good. Stripe jumps in and. The pool starts bubbling and lights up green, and yep. that just looks so cool. Right. Smoke <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, he is still trying to warn people, yep. and it and it goes back to the Goonies scene, you know, where Chunks calling <laughs> to try to tell the sheriff yeah. things are going wrong, kind of, and the sheriff's like, <laughs> "Yeah, whatever, little monsters," you know. Mm-hmm. And I immediately went back to that scene. What well, gets me about the cops is like they're just drunk as fuck in the station. Yep. Like, oh, nah, yeah. nothing's going to happen on, well, number one, just drinking in the station in general, but two, it's Christmas Eve, nothing bad's going to happen. Probably nothing bad has ever happened in that town on Christmas Eve. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, they scene, only have two cops in the whole town. Yeah. So right. They're both wasted. Clearly it's. <laughs> but this scene is where we're introduced to the other cop, and this is a good place for us to get to Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Yeah, I know that, dude. I don't know them. I know her. Haven't you ever heard of that guy? That guy was in that movie that was out last year. So I got a couple of nominees here. Um, I mean, the cast, you got Phoebe Cates. She's, I mean, she's not almost famous at this point. She's famous, and we've been talking about it the whole show. Corey Feldman, he was, this was one of his first movies. Judge Reinhold, again, was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, but uh, Zach Gelligan. Other than Gremlins 2, I mean, anything else? No. I know of. So, I mean, I would know him if I saw him on TV or whatnot. Um, so I think that puts him in a little bit higher of a category than some other people that I'm going to mention. Does anybody have any anybody they want to? Uh, mine, I had uh, Murray, I, um, Mr. Futterman, Dick yeah, Miller. Dick Miller. D- yeah. Demon Knight, The Howling. I mean, he was in a lot of the – I mean, you go and look up his – thing through the 80s and 90s he always had these parts but he had a memorable face that that old guy looked yep, to yeah. me but he never really made it there but he was in i mean i was going through his wikipedia i mean it was long yeah i mean he's been doing movies for a long time and then i mean uh, he was doing movies in 1955 yeah and it, it wouldn't have been until his movies in the 80s that i really noticed him but yeah I mean, he is like the definition of character actor yeah. absolutely yeah i i think he's probably the go-to guy uh Worth, worth throwing uh, Frank Welker in there, as he's yeah. done so much. He's been in so many things, but most people don't know his name because he's not an on-screen presence. You know, yeah. he's just a voice guy. I, I had him down too. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, the one that I wrote down though was Jonathan Banks. Yes, Breaking Bad, of Breaking Bad fame. Yep. Yeah, he's he's, pretty- and he was in all kinds of stuff in the eighties: Forty Eight Hours, Beverly Hills Cop. I, yeah. I would have probably seen him in Beverly Hills Cop too. Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was in Under Siege too. He's been in stuff like Identity Thief, which is more recent. 
I think he, I think he's a little, I don't know. Like, would you put him above Dick Miller or ha, would Dick Miller be your guy? For this? I think more people nowadays would know Jonathan Banks than who Dick Miller is because yeah. of the whole Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad, how big those shows were or still are because Better Call yeah, Saul. Yeah, I, I think Dick Miller would be the under the radar guy. Is under the radar yeah. guy for sure. He's our guy. He's definitely that guy that you see his face, you probably don't know his name. Yeah, exactly. like, I've seen that guy in so much, but I don't know his name. Like, that's so. our dick. That's, that's our dick. Our dick. Hey, are we I'm all in agreement this time? I think we. <laughs> I are. learned my lesson. I'm not saying anything about that word. <laughs> now we cut to Dick Miller and Mr. Futterman watching TV, and all of a sudden his 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 uh his production is in- interrupted. Should have hey, got a zenith. Should have got a zenith. Damn foreign, foreign TVs. TVs. And his <laughs> wife is so happy. Like he's the grumpiest old man, and she is just pleased as punch to be in the world. Yeah. It's, it's weird it's too. Almost like all in the family. Like yeah. he's he's grumpy and she's just positive as ever. Yeah. I love the th- there's like this weird little shot of her. With like a chipper, a cracker in her mouth, mm-hmm. when he goes to walk outside, and she's when she like, hears Bruh. the noise, yeah, yeah, and she just looks, she's got like a chip in her mouth. It's just such a weird little shot. I don't know. And I love Stuck when out. when Mister Futterman goes out to check the antenna. She takes that opportunity to get in his recliner. Yeah, yeah, she hops in that recliner real quick. I thought maybe she was just dutifully uh, waiting, keeping to see the seat if warm. The signal for him. would come back. Maybe. I'll holler at him. Hey, it works. Because I mean, have you guys ever had to deal with that? Absolutely. Oh, oh yeah. I had to do that. Hey, turn the antenna on the roof because <laughs> my grandpa used to have me go out there and turn it just so he could watch, you know, football or whatever. during a thunderstorm. No, <laughs> oh. no, you no. know, back to the future. These gremlins are good with electronics. They electronics, rewire machinery. They, yeah, they they can drive a, 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 a they can drive. Well, that's they, like that's like Mr. Futterman was saying. Like, they were. Yeah. <laughs> they they one of them rewires the 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 street lights yeah to mm-hmm. cause a car crash uh the um doesn't stripe he messes with like an electrical box or something at the yeah there's another one that does some stuff later with electronics and of course they're playing the, the arcade game they, i don't they know why it. they're so smart with you know they're like they have ele- electrical training electrician knowledge but this scene kicks off with the futterman's checking out the antenna and everything and him going to check everything out outside and this is where the score completely opens up and you get the full theme for the first time and i've got a clip of it (laughs) there's that face (laughs) <laughs> so who i'm gonna ask who's your friend that's scared of this <laughs> we're gonna call this person out well, i want to call them out because i actually I'm, think i know a couple of people if really? i mean if the, if they're listeners to the podcast i mean we they're having ptsd in the corner i don't so. think they listen to the podcast oh, okay well, i'm just saying <laughs> oh good you can trash them Wait, all you is want kate then. afraid of gremlins did we make her watch not. this? Kate, are you remember. afraid Kate, of Gremlins? Kate, did we make you watch Gremlins? 
So up until this point in the movie, like they've been pretty, pretty creepy creatures and doing some pretty heinous shit and they continue to do heinous stuff. But this is where it starts to turn and get a little more Looney Tunes and goofy. And I love some of it and some of it is a little over the top. Um, But the first little gag you get after that is the mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) And the the father keeps putting stuff in and... <laughs> but I love that the guy comes in and sticks his hand in and all of a sudden it gets stuck and that's when mayhem ensues. Well, yeah, I mean, this is where you get basically like a long montage of what can we do? What can we have the gremlins do? Like, I know, let's have the gremlins do Christmas caroling. I know, let's dress one up like a detective. Let's dress one up like a, a mugger. Let's dress one up like... Uh, <laughs> What else? Let's, one's cross dressing. One's a flasher with a the flasher. Is the I love best. the flashing one. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I I love it because we get past all this stuff like that, and they go to Miss Deagle's house. I'm almost kind of wondering, do they retain some of the information that Billy would talk about around them when they were just Mogwais or when he talked to Gizmo and maybe he transferred because they say her name. Stripe does. And I'm like, it's like he's like, I'm going to fuck your house up and you. And almost kind of, I started to wonder that. It's like, do they pass that along to each other? I mean, maybe they they attack people Billy likes too, so it's hard to say. But but. I'm just remember, like, I mean, he goes there and it's Misty. Yeah. Well, we figure out the reason why she's had it coming for a long time. Oh yeah. Well, we figure out the reason why she hates Barney so much is because she's a. Crazy, crazy cat lady. Crazy mm-hmm. cat lady, yeah. Her house must smell awful. That's she was going to throw a pitcher of water and a bunch of caroling children. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but Before when she, she realized they were gremlins. When she goes out to do that, and you see the gremlins for the first time in the outfit <laughs> singing, it is hilarious. Well, yeah, up to that moment in the movie, everything was played kind of as like a scary threat. Yeah. But now you go, oh, they're dressing up like carolers? Yeah. They've got like scarves on and they're singing out in front of her house. It's just. And now, like, the, and now the two drunk cops go out and try to see what's going on because they get call, uh, get a call at the station that some crazy shit's been going on. They see Miss Deagle fly out of the house. Uh, she gets launched. That's one yeah. of my favorite, most memorable parts. Even when I saw this <laughs> yeah. in the uh, yeah. at the drive-in, is when and every time I see one of those chairs, like in a, an older house, Absolutely. yes, like, you think about can, that. It's all you can. This movie is the first well, thing had, that pops in your mind. Yeah, I had never seen a, a, a chairlift. On oh, stairs I had never until I saw the movie. movie. I've seen a yeah. few. Yeah, since and. Then. And so I remember that, yeah, it's just burned into your brain. You're just like, oh, my God. And again, that's the other thing that they rewire. They rewire the chairlift to mm-hmm. launch her out of the house. I think the funny thing is, you know, because we know that she's a bitch. She she gets the she gets that. She deserves to be thrown out the window and land face down with her ass up in the air in the snow. <laughs> but the, the fact of the whole matter is the fact when she sees the carolers, she sees the little gremlins probably to her they're demons and she turns around she says i'm not ready yet uh, like she knows it's like they the devil has come for her she yeah. has been a bitch she says they've come for me, for me. they've come, they've come, for, come me. for me she knows that the somebody is coming yeah. for her because she's been such a bitch to everybody it's like somebody's harboring a little bit of guilt yeah i mean somewhere. that's 
I, that part stuck out to me this time when on the watch for this as I was I never realized that before is like she knows she's so bad that the you know the wrath of God has come after her on Christmas Eve. <laughs> I've sent these little demons to take your soul to hell because you're not these, no angel. The, it's and the, the best thing that that they do in this movie. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Uh, just talking about my my prequel concept. A young Mrs. Deagle can be <laughs> in that movie. She's seen them before, and yeah. in her youth, she's a she's a, still a shit as a kid, and she somehow escapes them in the prequel, only to only to be found by them. Right in the in the. Is, could Gremlins? Let me like, just write this down, guys. This is this is money. This is, <laughs> <laughs> what if they know she killed her husband, and they're coming after her? I mean, she had to have killed him. Let's right? start throwing the theories out there, people. So or, maybe. or is it like maybe she's uh, her family's from the old country, and maybe she was thinking Krampus. Mm. <laughs> you know, Krampus has come for her <laughs> because she's been naughty. And then the sheriff watches a man die. Yeah, and like, does not help him. They're so oh. surprised by what's going on that they just forget to be cops. And, and they roll don't up the window, save someone. they drive away, and you don't see them again. <laughs> and Jonathan, right? Jonathan Banks, the, the cop, the character, is so scared. He, oh, he yeah. is just like, let's get out of here. He's like, he's like Hicks and Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> let's get out of here. And then he cuts to Pete up there shooting him off his house with a freaking slingshot. Yeah. Yep. I was like, dude, this is great. I mean, he's not, I mean. I'm sorry. I was if I was Pete's age and I saw these freaking things running around on my house, I, the last thing I'm grabbing is a slingshot. I'm I'm running and hiding. He's, he's, he's a he's, little kid. He's freaking thirteen, man. He's I doing mean, whatever he can with what he's got. Well, it's true. I mean, he did kill Jason Voorhees at this age. Well, so it's true. That but, was a year later, I think. No, 19, anyway, close enough. Close enough. Yeah. So I um, love that. Uh, I love that Kate is bartending. Yeah. <laughs> To the, the gremlins. This was always so odd to She's me. She's pouring as well. drinks. Like, yeah, like she could have easily gotten out of there. I think. Well, I think they're you know keeping her there by force because well she's maybe afraid of them. Maybe she's doing her part and being like, I've got a lot of them here. Maybe if I keep them occupied, they won't hurt other people. Maybe. But maybe. I just but this love is, that. This is you where got you the get flash the of, Yes. Yeah. All of the crazy gremlin shit going on here. I, I like the card game because it's like that old play on the old with the dogs playing cards that you mm-hmm. see like in pool hall and it's all of them playing and you get the cross-dressing gremlin there with stripe and then if you see the one pull the ace out and stripe just pulls yeah. a gun out and shoots him right in the face and i was like and then we get the flash dance gremlin My, <laughs> this bar reminds me of a few few bars i've been to in panama city beach <laughs> every spring break <laughs> every i like the the one that's there's just some salty characters in this laying place. under the tap and his belly's just like yeah. huge and full of beer. That's <laughs> where we get the comedic side of uh, the gremlins. Yeah, my favorite one though is the is the little noir gremlin over in the yeah. corner by himself oh. smoking the cigarette. Old with blues the, music playing. Yeah, but. My favorite part of it, though, is when the little Bubble. puppet comes up next to him. Yeah, a puppet with a puppet. We've got, yeah. like, puppetception going on here. <laughs> Puppets with puppets. Puppet on puppet action. Kate tries to light one of their cigarettes, and then that's when she finds out they, they're susceptible to, to, to light. How are their other cigarettes lit? 
Because they're actively smoking. There's a lot going on here that makes no Jenny, sense. Jenny, you are poking holes in this thing. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Come on. Come on. Fill in the holes for me. You I guys mean, are, if they uh, can't get wet, how the are they getting all this? They're always debunking the things. Yeah, that don't they're make drinking sense. beer. How they're can drinking, they not get They're getting beer all over themselves. <laughs> That's getting wet. There's a lot of holes here, babe. We can't poke holes in. All right. <laughs> but she finally figures out that the bright light will help her. So she finds the camera and starts flashing. Well, flashing? Does she start flashing? She's not in a red bikini. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I dun, love dun, dun. Ski- Then we get the ski mask gremlin. I, he's, he's <laughs> that was scary. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He could have shot her about four times, though, in the, in the time where she was just bobbing and weaving. She yeah. Do- yeah, she dodges the, the bullet, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. And she smacks I, I also really like the when, when she leaves and, Bill, and her and Billy team up, yep. that just the scene of the downtown area where it's just chaos. Like yeah. People yeah. are running around, you know, the, the one pops out of the, from under the hood of the car, you know, it's just complete chaos. I love that scene. It looks great. No, yep. we but talk- what's weird is, well, yeah, I'll just say it now. It's weird. They, they go into the building and we get the, her story, which we'll get to in a second, but when they leave, there's like no, all the gremlins are gone, but all the people are gone too. Like, did yeah. the gremlins like kill everybody or what? Like how many, what's the death toll here? Everyone is gone. This is another one of these holes we're talking about, Eric. We can't anyway. start poking. But we should talk about her story. Yeah. Get to her story before they leave the building. Well, I wanted to bring up one thing before the story. Judge Reinhold is such a douche in this movie. His character sucks. We never see what happens to him. Like they missed an opportunity of them t- like taking Judge I, Reinhold out in this movie. I read that there was a subplot with him that was cut. There is a deleted scene ah. where when they're in the bank, he's actually locked himself in the vault. Ah. And they find him and they offer to get him out, but he's so cocky that they just leave him in the vault. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. But I would have loved to have seen him got what was coming to him for sure. Yep. But yeah, this story. Um what are our thoughts on this? It's depressing. Not as possible. Shit. <laughs> also, it's, not possible. It was Joe Dante had to fight for it. Really? Uh, which is pretty commonly known that they didn't want it in the film. And yeah. it is weird tonally. Absolutely. Just cut to this story, which is extremely grim. Yeah. And then immediately jump to a, a theater full of popcorn eating, uh, you know, gremlins. It's It's a very strange. It does really Dang. change the mood from the moment she tells this story. Mm-hmm. And then it gets really somber and just kind of takes a, a real down note. Yeah, I mean, just the way she describes the whole scene with they were trying to get get a hold of her dad, couldn't, you know, and days go by. It's almost like a week. And they're Yeah, and I mean, that would her. be torture. Yeah. And then the, and fact then the she, smell. If she goes to light a fire because it got cold outside. And, and how could you not smell a dead body in your chimney before that? Before Depends sticking on your how head far in up it was, I guess. Ooh. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I shot. The, the, the bigger question here is, is who thought that they could do this? Like, I don't know that they like could go down do- a chimney. Is that it what sounds like, Yeah. It sounds like he had been maybe doing it before. No, I don't think so. I think this was like, I'm going to try it this year. And that just didn't work out. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it is strange. I mean, I don't know. I I don't dislike it that it's there, but it 
it is odd that it's there. Yeah. And I, I kind of like it because it's odd, you know? It's I think definitely that's a strange, point. strange thing to interject in this movie, in my opinion. Well, you know, it, again, it goes with that conversation they have earlier where she, like, she's just this very serious character in the middle of this yeah. shit crazy movie. And, you know, she talks about suicide rates. She yep. says, well, you're opening presidents. They're Somebody's opening, opening their wrist. Yep. their wrists or something. I mean, it's like some really dark shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it is weird because it's sandwiched between the bar scene and the theater scene. And it's just like so Well, I mean, odd. it's like the one chance that she has to like take a breath for a while. And I think that just having all this happen on the holidays has just reopened her trauma. Yeah. And so it's like spilling out for the first time and who knows how long, because obviously she doesn't talk about it. Um, but now mm. that the gremlins have taken over, she's recalling all the horrible yeah. Christmas memories. It's definitely a good explanation of why she doesn't like Christmas. Yeah, because that's absolutely. Because I mean, she, a great reason. Yep. I mean, she even mentioned that, you know, like you mentioned that you don't like Easter or something like that. But if you you mentioned you don't like Christmas, you're a leper. Yeah. Yep. You know, and but that's a reason why not to. For sure. But I do really like when they leave the bank and, you know, you were saying, Eric, that there's nobody there. I love how they make Christmas look eerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah, it really is like a horror scene. It there. feels a little post-apocalyptic. Yeah. I That particular scene I thought was a little uh, reminiscent of like something they did in Stranger Things with like the upside down. Mm. Yeah, just that mm. stuff kind of bleak looking yeah the uh, i i love i i think gizmo's reaction i mentioned it earlier when she when she tells her story and she says like they find my father's body yeah. his ears go down and he's like i i he's like the viewer going oh fuck yeah. <laughs> like, that's a crazy story Where did that come from <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of funny it was a, it almost feels like a little fourth wall break of of right. gizmo reacting to that story well, I'm going to go ahead and get to our next segment. You're going to need a bigger quote. Jason, you got any taglines for us? Oh, I found, I think, two, possibly three, but I think one of them ended up being used to the side, but it's really part of one of the others. But the taglines I found for Gremlins is, what you see isn't always what you get. Oh. And then the... Second one I found is, is don't get him wet, keep him out of bright light, and never feed him after midnight. And then the other one, yeah, the gremlins are coming. Oh. That's the only yeah. taglines I found for this. I, I guess, I mean, we had taglines back then, but it seems like we got better taglines as the 80s and the 90s rolled on. I don't think it was too much back then. So well, that's the only one I can one. find. This was a tough one for me as far as a quote goes. More or less what you're quote unquote quoting in this movie is like the the little like gizmo sounds or or the gremlin sounds or whatever like mm-hmm. there's not really a an actual quote in this that I that I really think sticks out. Now one that has always stuck with me is when they get to the theater which is where we're at now and he goes they're watching Snow White. And they love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have that written down in my quotes as well. That, it's, it's so funny. I, I love that they love it. It's just yeah. like, why are they watching this movie of all movies? I don't know, but they, they are captivated. I got some quotes. Uh, 
We're talking. <clears throat> we're talking cable. That, that was a good one. That's a good one. Uh, while you're opening up your presents, they're opening up their wrists. That's crazy dark. Uh, she says she doesn't like Christmas, and he says, "What are you Hindu or something?" That's uh, a little problematic. Uh, uh, the teacher, as all the kids are leaving, he says, "If any of you want to give me a Christmas present, uh, cass- a cassette deck wouldn't be bad, and tickets to the Super Bowl would be nice." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like when the mom says, get out of my kitchen, just because it's just, she's such a badass. That's it's good. Like, That's a good one. It's like, yeah. you know, get off my plane or whatever. Get off my uh, lawn. Get off my lawn. Uh, the cop says, uh, why do you always get to drive? Or you always get to drive. And he says, That's because I'm the sheriff, you asshole. That was mine. <laughs> I have too many. Uh, this whole segment is the new Eric segment of quotes. <laughs> I always have too many quotes. Uh, the the radio guy says, "Hey kid, this is Christmas, not Halloween." Yeah. <laughs> when he calls into the radio show. Uh, and yeah, I have yours that you just said, and then yeah, the little things that the characters say, like "yum yum," or yep. uh, they say <laughs> they say "gizmo caca." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, bright light, bright light, bright light, bright light, bright light. That would probably th- be the thing that we quote the most from this movie. Would be well and yum yum and yum yeah. yum. Yeah. Well, I got a story <laughs> about yum yum. Tell it. Um, we had watched Gremlins. It must have been in December because that's when we watched Gremlins, and Josh had to go get his wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> oh no! Um, I mean, this is I don't know what five years ago. A while ago, yeah. Uh, so as an adult, he had to go have his wisdom teeth taken out and I was there waiting to take him home, got him in the car. He's so drugged up and he looks over at me with these cotton ball cheeks, you know, and he goes, yum, yum, (laughs) yum, yum. (laughs) I was out of it, dude. That is great. Yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> the, the well, I I had wrote down bright light, magua, yum yum, all that stuff. Um, the one that I like is the dad um, when he's talking about uh, the Peltzer pet or whatever. He says, "This could really be the big one," <laughs> <laughs> and he was right. I also like uh, at the very. I think it might be the last line of the film where he says, uh, "You know, he's warning you about gremlins, and he yeah. says there just might be a gremlin in your house." Yep, I like mm-hmm. I like that closing statement yeah. they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially for like think about like being a little kid and watching that, and just like looking mm-hmm. at every dark corner in your room, mm-hmm. like is there a gremlin under <laughs> under yep. there? But we're we're at the we're at the theater. They're watching it. Major and glorious bastards vibes here. Ma- ma- major what vibes? Inglorious Bastards. Bastards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, Gremlins did it first. Yep, yeah. Gremlins did it first, man. You you don't you don't have Mandalorian or Inglorious Bastards without Gremlins. Let's just <laughs> put it down right <laughs> now. There we go. I think Tarantino would probably argue with you on that, but there's probably another example of that in another film. But yeah, but I mean, um, well, Billy's pretty inventive. You know, he got them all in one place, and he's like, I'm going to turn the gas on. Yeah, I'm fry yeah. these little boogers. It's a good plan. He's even smart enough to even burn that thing and leave it out the door. Like he's got, he set himself a fuse. That's pretty smart. Yeah. 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 It's like a, it's like a coven of vampires or whatever. They're Mm -hmm. all, you know, they all have to stay in there during the day. 
Well, and that's why they found him up. Well, remember he walks out and they're like, where they all go? And he says, the sun's about to come up. Yep. Yeah. And he knows that they had, and where's a good dark place? A theater. Yep. So, but Stripe is the smart one again. Well, well he's, he's hungry. not smart. He's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> and he's hungry. Yum, he's yum. A- yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that candy. He's got to get that yum, yum, son. Yum, yum. That was dumb. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> But yeah, he he goes over to get some food, and <laughs> I like when they're leaving the the boiler room, and all of a sudden the film cuts out, and you can see oh. Billy and, and and Kate behind the, the screen. That scene. When they all start piling up That's in great. front of the screen, you can tell it's animated, but it still looks really good. Yeah, Dude, I, I, I really yeah, like I mean it. that's what makes it look good. And then with that. them tearing through it, uh, yeah. tearing through the sheet and, and whatnot. I was just saying that's like I was in my notes. Is that's one of my favorite little shots they have is because they the gremlins can see them behind the screen, and as they're running away, like that's just a cool little scene. Just all that together yeah. with the, it's a fun visual. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so neat. I mean, that's that's just a great. I mean, why well, you said it's animated, but it's just cool how they <laughs> shoot the whole scene. So. Well, when when the theater actually blows up though, and you see the the gremlins burning inside. It cuts to the one gremlin running around with a knife in his hand, and he's like, ah! <laughs> What the hell is that all about? Dude, I, I'm telling you, like, the people making this and J- Joe Dante, like, they were just, what can we do with these puppets? Well, what they, else can we do? Let's they go just to do... extremes in the next movie, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's part of what makes the second one so good is all the different kinds and all the different crazy shit. That well, Stripe goes to the department store, and I love any time in a movie where they end up in an empty department store or yeah. grocery store, anything like that. You can just run in and grab anything off the shelves and use it. It's just a, it's like a playground. Mm-hmm. I love when that happens in any movie. And, and this is where Billy gets the, the cone is to give Kate some smooches as he runs off to try and find strike. She now seemed a little shocked by it. Mm. Yeah. But Cause he, he's, he's got to go get his ass beat. Yeah. I mean, like this Billy little... gets his ass beat. And I'm glad you brought up the electronics stuff because Stripe seems to be able to put himself on camera and be displayed on all the TVs <laughs> yeah. in the TV section. Yeah, well, it showed it. There's, yeah, there's that TV camera that's set yeah. up there. Yeah, that was already set up, yeah. but but that he knows to do that. I like the fact, shot of him. I like the shot of him skateboarding through the through the aisles dude, with all the candy and stuff. And stuff. Hey. Uh, Gremlins created Mandalorian. Gremlins created Inglorious Bastards, <laughs> and then Gremlins also c- created the Saw franchise because he throws saw blades at Billy, <laughs> and then he rides a tricycle <laughs> immediately after. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of little nods in here. I mean, you get Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a chainsaw. Yep. You get Walking Dead with with a with a with a crossbow. Crossbow. <laughs> Dude, I even had, but the one with the saw blades, I said, uh, Stripe throws blades at Billy commando style. Yeah. Yeah. Arnold, when he's in the shed, he uses the saw blades. I was like, there you go. Well, I was going to say, we were talking about the little plugs for uh, Steven Spielberg and the Warner Brothers. Before we get to that part, he's walking down the aisle. And I mean, I mean, I was a kid when I saw this movie. I wasn't expecting that, but you know, you see the Bugs Bunny and you see the ET thing, and you you don't expect to just see Stripe's face come out 
Mm-hmm. He's just yeah. watching Billy walk by. But yeah, as older, you realize product placement, product placement, product placement. Well, also like that's that that's a nod to ET because of the thing, but it's yeah. also a nod because that's what ET does in in ET yeah. is he sits uh-huh. among the the stuffed animals, stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. So it's a double nod. It's a double but, nod. And Billy should have instead of a bat, which was. A, Proved to be basically useless except for blocking the the. Well, at least it blocks him from getting chainsawed up. For yeah, sure. it does. It does. He should have grabbed a flashlight. Well, true. That's yeah. far more effective. Well, then he would have had to get batteries and put them in it. And, uh, this maybe, it had bat- bat- maybe batteries were included. And I got to say, <laughs> Billy's kind of tough, dude. He got hit in the back by that a look- baseball pitching machine <laughs> that looks like it hurt like hell dude. he'll be pissing blood for a week dude oh dude he ooh, <laughs> oh, oh. i mean not only that he takes a arrow in the in bicep the yeah a bolt yeah and ooh. dude that i mean every time he gets hit or stung or like shot with something like it looks like it hurts him for sure yeah i was just yeah like, i mean he he does not fare well against uh stripe here uh-uh. He, I mean, uh, Kate helps by turning the lights on yep, and that kind of stuff. And then Gizmo saves the day with the Barbie car. Yeah. Dude, that's one of the most memorable scenes of this movie. Definitely, I love yeah. watching him crawl around on the floor like his arms and legs are going real fast. And he's crawling around on the floor looking yeah. for the car and stuff. He's low crawling. He's got his army crawl. But you also get um, Billy's dad getting back into town. And and he's got Barney, Barney in the show. car. He took Barney with him, and uh, Barney comes in to kind of help things because he knows what's going on. He can he's got that dog sense. He knows what's going on. He's got to go in. Yeah, his boy's in trouble. Billy's in there. I got to get in there. And and the scene with him in the car when he gets it. gets to Barney and Barney like hops over him. <laughs> yeah, like he it. scares the dog like yeah. definitely in a real moment there. On film, I just like the, my favorite jumps. one is when he pulls up and Barney's right there and he honks at him. Gizmo goes, "Ha ha!" Yep. <laughs> I, was, every, I was laughing so hard when on this watch because I mean, how many times have we've all seen this? And I knew it was gonna, I knew it was coming. I still laugh because that is just yeah. funny. He's honking at the dog. He's like, "Hey, Barney, let's go save the day." That's all it basically was. He's like, "Let's go help out Billy." So. But Stripe is smart enough to know now that he's got to do something. He's got to find some water because he's got to. Get some more gremlins. So he starts looking for. And he finds the fountain in the garden center that Kate turned on by flipping too many switches. Well, That's I mean, true. she doesn't. She's just trying to get lights on. Yeah. I can't really blame her for what she does. But um, y'all this leave whole, Kate alone. <laughs> this whole shot of of stripe on the fountain shooting the gun. Um, I mean, Billy knows that this this thing could take him out if he's not careful. Um, but when Gizmo comes in, saves the day, opens the shade on him. The effects of this gremlin, like, bubbling and then melting at the same time are great. It looks real good. So good. So good. And another movie we talked about, it reminded me of uh, Lost Boys, The oh, Bathtub yeah. Death. The Bathtub, yeah. Because he boils and, and dies in the water, and then he jumps out for one last scare, and he's, you know, extra melty. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> well, oh, I like that when he, when he does jump out for that last scare, it's just like a skeleton. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it starts yeah, we, to bubble away. Yeah, we know the we know the the skeletal structure of a gremlin, which mm-hmm. is nice. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the artist that does like 
skeleton like concepts for cartoon characters oh yeah 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 seen that. i've seen that you know he did like spongebob and and you know uh charlie brown and stuff like that so he does he draws their skeletons and they're obviously bizarrely shaped because they're <laughs> from cartoons and stuff it's fun to see the the design of the gremlin yeah. skeleton and you even get that little horror movie nod to the the final scare yeah you know yep. like you think it's over to the <sighs> and it's yep, kind of creepy looking and then I love it when he's melting and Barney's sitting there looking at it and you see the bubble go. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On the floor, Barney's like. Bloop. Well, you brought it up. I mean, it's, I would classify this as a horror comedy. Would anybody yeah. else? Sure. I mean, yeah. I think it's a horror. And in that case, we're going to do a top kill. Top kills. <laughs> is that the long top kill yes. <laughs> keeps going <laughs> I, I faded it down so we could start talking over it so it didn't go as long um, are we doing one a piece we're doing one a piece and okay. I want to start go ahead I, I'm going microwave gremlin ah it's such a good one it's, yeah it's so good when that so thing much blows goo. up and so much goop in there I'm right there with you Eric I love it <sighs> love goo Jenny <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with head in the fireplace Gremlin. Uh, also very I also good. like the melty. Yeah. Melty. Melty. Eric, what's yours? Man, I'm torn. Um I think I think I'm gonna go with the stripe death. That's a good one. In the fountain. Just that, such great effects work. It's it's hard to it's hard to we can't leave that one out. Yeah. Well, since everybody's doing gremlin deaths, I'm going to go with the, the death of the bitch getting thrown out the fucking window. Yeah. <laughs> that was a close second for me, man. Yes. Yeah, she launched that bitch Miss, out the window. Miss Dingle is dead. Dingle. Ding dong. All hell, the wicked witch is dead. Yes. Yeah. Since everybody did gremlin. I'm with you on that one. I'm going with that one. So. All right. A fine choice. My four favorite were listed here. All right. Nice. I, yeah. All of mine were. The, the, the yeah. list. Well, I don't think there were too many more to list, but the, the, Josh, well, you had the blender. blender no one said one. the blender. So. You have blender. You have stab. Yeah, uh, you have. That's their names: blender and stab. Yeah. Blender and stab. Sa- Santa Claus and death. Santa Gremlins Claus eating him. You yeah, got, that's good. Uh, teacher, teacher you death. Got... Did the cops die when the car flipped? Theater. Up? You got the theater deaths. All right. Well, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> Somebody didn't take enough notes. <laughs> Just saying. Did you even watch this movie? Uh, he hundreds watched, of he were hundreds of deaths in this movie. Critters. He watched critters. He watched critters instead. Part three. So we get with, back home. Uh, DiCaprio. And we get home and we see the newscast. Now, didn't it? I always assumed when I was younger that the Futtermans died in the tractor accident until I saw the second movie. But yeah, they show up. Yeah. At the end here, they actually, if you listen to the newscaster talking about all the stuff that's going on, they say we spoke to the Futtermans. Mm. It's very, very brief, and I just caught it this last time we watched it. But, yeah, I mean, they don't leave that open. They actually do tie that up. That was another change that was requested by producers. Really? They, Yeah, originally they did die, and they felt like maybe he was too lovable of a character or, you know, they didn't want, they didn't want to kill them. It was yeah. a change made at some point for... I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to understand all the choices, but I think they were trying to keep it 
from going too far into the horror direction. You know, yeah. you, you would, this movie would be sitting next to the howling rather than being elevated to what it is now. It's a, it's more of a, a wider, yeah. a broader yeah. well, audience. I think it's for the better too. Yeah. Well, this, this movie, I do believe is partially the reason why we now have PG 13. Because well, it was it was too violent Temple, for PG, and then Temple this, of Doom. Temple of Doom was this year too. So, and yeah. Temple of Doom was another one that was an yeah. opinion of that. Yeah, because when I read it, that's how this whole thing got started with PG thirteen. Because basically, this movie almost would have been rated R, because yeah. it couldn't have been PG. So that's why PG thirteen was created. Because I remember Spielberg. We talked about this in another episode that he was basically in on helping them create the PG thirteen rating. Yeah. So. And speaking of that news report. I read this and I've only seen the howling once, but as the reporter is the same reporter that's in the howling supposedly. So it's potentially a shared universe, something like that. No, he was the same reporter. It's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe I, maybe I'm there. There's some either the same reporter or some kind of, Maybe the same network. Or I think something it, like actually, that. I think you may be right. Now that I'm, I haven't watched the Howling in a little while. I think you may be right, Eric. Yeah, there's. Let's there's fact some check kind of, that. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I'll get right. I'll get right on it. Um. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Ask Jenny. She knows. She loves the Howling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's her favorite movie. It's a it's, it's a dog movie, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, uh, Mr. Wang. What's his name? Wang Wing. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's on Josh's mind. Hey it's now. Wing. It's Wing. So Mr. Wing shows up and he just lets himself in the damn house. I mean, dude, he just <laughs> pops up. Boom. Hey, you took my mogwai. I'm coming in to get that mofo. And he um, can speak. Yeah, to, he can speak English very well. <laughs> and he can no, he can speak to Gizmo. Like he can communicate he with him, his- like just talks to him. Yeah, and then I like I like that you can kind of see that it blows Billy away. He's like, you gotta understand what he says. To understand, one must must only seek to listen. It's kind of like... That's another good quote, too. It's Mm -hmm. kind of like a recent episode of The Mandalorian where the (laughs) Jedi character can talk to Uh Baby Yoda. Interesting. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler alert. And then, I mean, Gizmo's very talkative, too. As soon as he gets to talk to him, it's like, they're having yeah. a long yeah, conversation. Yeah, he's like, you wouldn't believe this family. They, they, <laughs> they fucking pour water they on me. They are completely irresponsible. one day. I was here for one day. <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. Take me back to Chinatown. Yeah. What does he call, does he call him Pop Pop? Just Pop Pop. Like, he, like, gets his attention to stop and talk to Billy? I don't know. It's, oh, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of well. sounds like that. Yeah. Oh, but when he says, bye, Billy. Oh, oh, dude. <laughs> That's broke. the saddest two seconds of broke, anything I've ever heard. Broke my heart when I was a kid, dude. I was so sad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Barney's over here like, thank God. Yeah, Barney's like, at least I get some attention now. I, my thought the whole the whole time was, Billy already had a dog. He doesn't need another pet. Right. I mean, that's my thought process. I've got dogs. I don't need anything else. I don't need a little Pikachu animal. But but I like what Mr. Wing says to him on the way out. He says, perhaps someday you will be ready. Until then, Mokwai will be waiting. Yes. It's not. There's still a chance. (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then you get the great, uh, you know, closing line from Mr. Peltzer. If you hear a, Washing machine goes out. 
something under your bed it might just be a gremlin in your house. It's a, it's a great way to end the movie. Definitely. I, I yeah, love yeah, that yeah, shot. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it goes right into the theme song. But I, I even though it is a, a a mat or a painting or whatever, it looks great. Mm-hmm. It does look great. It's pretty. The good, the bad, the ugly. Wait. <laughs> who's who's going first? I'll go first. Let Jimmy uh, go. Good is Gizmo. Just yeah. and in particular, just the creature design period is amazing. The practical effects, it's really kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Like the way they do it, I think hardly any other movie would attempt something on such a scale. So many gremlins, like so many different actions that they have to perform. Yeah. Um it's very cool. I, I, I love it so much. Um, the bad, not clarifying the rules uh, <laughs> too much. Like, what is after midnight? How can we get wet with beer? You know, stuff like that. Um, and I don't really have a an ugly one, except Mrs. Deagle sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty close to Jenny here. I have humor and effects. Um, I just like the, I like the overall madcap kooky vibes of this movie. And of course the effects are great. Uh, <clears throat> bad is, uh, Billy and his family are irresponsible pet owners. <laughs> yeah. Completely irresponsible and not just with Gizmo, mm-hmm. but with their dog as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ugly is that fucking bitch trying to kill his dog. Yes! Eric! I love it. Well, Jason, your turn. <laughs> I think I know what Jason's ugly is going to be, but let's find out. Hey, maybe, maybe. Uh, my good is the overall feel of this movie when I watch it. It's a great childhood movie. Uh, the memories I have of watching it in the drive-in as my first drive-in movie the gizmo all that it just makes you feel good when you watch this movie you can go back to being a kid when you watch this you can sit there on your couch during the christmas season and remember being a kid watching this every year i mean even after the drive-in it came out on vhs and it's on tv every year now so um my my bad would be we actually skipped over the scene is the stop motion part does not hold (laughs) up anymore when stripe walks out and then all the grimace it's cool but when you're watching it on a Blu-ray format now, it doesn't look that great. But, I mean, I'm just nitpicking. I still love it, but you can definitely tell it is stop motion. It is weird. That's the only yeah, that's stop the motion thing. shot. Yeah. It's only like three seconds long. Yeah, and it's it just shows you walking down the road. It's a cool thing because you see one stripe walk out, and then all of a sudden there's a... But you can see how they're mm-hmm. moving. Their feet are just moving up and down. They're not walking. Like, they actually show them when they're puppets. Uh, right. Am I ugly? It's exactly what Eric called. Death to Miss Deagle. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> so that's all I got. All right. My good creature design. Gizmo. Yeah. yeah. Bedroom in the attic. Rambo mom in the Christmas tree scene is amazing. And the fucking time machine gag <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the conference, mm-hmm. in the uh, convention place. I, I love it. Uh, the bad and ugly, 
is Judge Reinhold. He sucks. Miss Deagle. <laughs> she sucks. Fuck her. You don't <laughs> what kill is dogs. she, Josh? What is she, Josh? Fucking bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't hurt dogs. Well, you don't hurt dogs, and you help out people when they obviously need help at Christmas. The people, the kids were hungry. The mom was hungry. They just needed some help. Right. Lend them a helping hand. That's what you do at Christmas. So she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. There you go. <laughs> and that'll do it for this episode of the VHS Files. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Um, next week, we are going to be back talking another Christmas movie, and we're going to be talking another Bill Murray movie, Scrooged. Looking one, forward to that. One that I have not seen a, a lot of times, but it is worthy enough to be on our roster for a Christmas movie. For okay, sure. I th- really thought he was about to say he hadn't seen this movie, and I was about to <laughs> flip. I was going to throw the mic on the ground and leave the fucking room. No, <laughs> I I've thought this what he was about now, to say. <laughs> now, it, it, I'll go ahead and spill some beans. It wasn't a childhood movie for me, but I have seen it a couple of times. So. But ne- tune back in next week to hear us talk about Scrooged. Anybody got anything they want to say before we peace out for the night? Then that's going to do it for us tonight on the VHS Files. <laughs> Don't be a bitch and help people who need it during Christmas. Don't be a bitch. Don't be a bitch. Hey. Don't be a deagle. Don't be a Don't, deagle. Don't be a deagle. That's our new <laughs> motto here. That's, Don't be a that's, deagle. That's a t-shirt. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be kind. Rewind. Bye. been listening to the vhs files podcast watch a few movies take a few notes if you like what you heard please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast it was fun (laughs) send your questions comments and movie suggestions to vhs files podcast at gmail.com don't you blame the movies follow us on all social media outlets at vhs files podcast Movies don't create psychos. Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative. Thanks for listening. We didn't mention our co-host here. That fucking bitch. Yum. You can say it. Just my presence is a gift. I like Yoshi's cookie. Never go out after midnight. <laughs> I don't know. He's a little, he's a little, his mouth's a little fleshy and weird. He's still cute, but. um, Yeah, I think Eric really wants like a dog with the leg hiked up in the air, licking himself down there. I think it's. What yeah, you- yeah. Yeah, that's right. I can see that. What the what the what the what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't do Pokemon either, but you know.